Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question. It's a show that gives you too much information about the heinous, violent acts committed by all your favorite heroes. And Tommy, I'm not talking about what Tom Brady has done to the Bills for the past 20 years. Oh, God. Too soon. Goodbye. See you later, Tom. <laughs> See ya. Well, yeah, I'm Eric Voss. With me today is Tommy Bechtold. Yes. Welcome back. Oh, for those of you wondering where uh, Philip Molina is, hey, don't worry. He's just taking some time off from being on Big Question and Rogue Theory. He's still around. He still is like uh, our boss, controlling our oxygen flow in here. Yeah. Uh, we still hear from him too much. We, we're still hearing from him daily, yes. and we, we would prefer yeah. if he would leave us alone for a little while. But Right. He has like a big brother face uh, just covering <laughs> one of the walls, the yes. fourth wall of the Blue Dungeon. <laughs> is just Philip's face. Um, and speaking of whom, it, unless we had to reschedule this upload, uh, today, I think it's Philip Molina's birthday, Yay! if it's a 19. Now, we can't surprise him with cheesecakes, you know, uh, like like he did so kindly for me on my birthday. So, you know, go find him on social, wish him a happy birthday, just be extra nice to him today. If you're planning on trolling him or being or bullying him on social media, just hold off for today and maybe for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> just don't be mean. Maybe just, yeah. maybe just pipe it if that's the way you go about yeah. using the internet is what I Hey, that sounds good to me. <laughs> well, right. let's get to it. Yes. Tommy, uh, the big question for you today is, which Avenger has killed the most people? Who is the deadliest oh. Avenger? Oh, I feel so powerful getting to answer the big boy question today. And let me tell you, <laughs> I have been very excited about this because there's a, there's a certain blind spot in my pop culture knowledge that is horror movies. I'm very scared, very skitterish. So I did a little horror research today to create some tiers of our Avengers, our good guys, in, com in comparison to famous murderous villains. So I've created five categories uh, based on the amount of kills, and we'll go through them, you know, and Eric, please feel free to <laughs> fact check me and correct me. Oh, sure. I wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> I, I welcome it. Our first category uh, is a man near and dear to my heart, the Freddy Krueger tier. We call this the Freddy Krueger Participation Division. These are people that <laughs> want to kill. They definitely get excited about killing, but they're not necessarily prolific at it. I mean, they get some good kills. Okay. They're certainly exciting. Uh, so let's start first with uh, this person probably shouldn't even be in this category. But we're going to go with Mantis, who has killed zero people. She has stunned some of Thanos' army in Endgame. She stunned them, but uh, they're not dead. She even had to kick one as it was getting up. So <laughs> right. she is uh, she is by far the worst Avenger at killing, which probably makes her the best <laughs> Avenger at uh, being a, a person. Wait, you wouldn't say that maybe she has a little bit of blood on her hands for that big bone pile on Ego's That's wherever that is on his <laughs> cranium? Good point. It's a good point. That might be... There, there is an element of guilt there, but I think in a court of law, they wouldn't hang any of those murders on her. If this was, Unless uh, she was assisting Jeffrey Epstein. That's That'd true. be a different story. <laughs> She's going to name names. She's taking everybody <laughs> down. The entire liberal media is going down because of Mantis. <laughs> Ma Mantis Ghislaine. Uh, let's see here. We have Okay, so number two. This guy, uh, the number two member of the Freddy Krueger division, is he doesn't have a lot of kills, but when he kills, he kills with style. And I'm talking about our boy Vision, a.k.a. Viz, uh, yes. a.k.a. Pauly Betts. Okay, he's got two kills, but boy, are they bangers. Okay, these are all hits. There's all filler. No killer. The other way around. This is all killer. No filler. He has killed Ultron, our favorite dancing robot, and Corvus Glaive? And he blasted Ultron with the Mind Stone, sawed him, and then I uh, stabbed Glaive, which is pretty brutal. <laughs> he needed to stab him because it was his own. He could only be killed by his own Glaive. Right. So he had to, like, pay, you know. Sure. But that was, like, revenge, right? Because Glaive <laughs> did that to him. So, like, Vision, you know, Vision's got the taste for the vengeance. He likes eating that best served cold. 
he's a typical Brit, you know, very reserved, very polite. And then when you cross him and when he reaches his bottom line, bottom line back told he must kill you in a very, very violent way. But we should point out here that uh, we did see Vision kill a whole ton of Ultron yes. drones. Yes. But I think technically with our numbers, we're not counting Ultron drones because they're all like appendages of Ultron. Yeah. We'll count him as a character, we, will but we count, won't count his drones. We will only count one James Spader voiced character in the kills. <laughs> if they're voiced by one actor, it only counts as one. All right, so yes. uh, next in our Freddy Krueger category is Doctor Strange with eight kills, including Lucian Astor, one of the zealots, plus seven Outriders oh, in yeah. Endgame. Not bad for a doctor whose job is to save lives. Eight kills. Now, let's remember, he incinerated Zealot's uh, astral form. That's not easy. I don't think I could do that. And then he uh, he snared all of the Outriders to the ground. Now, let's remember, these kills are done in self-defense. Most of these aren't, like, straight-up murders. They're like, one of us has is going to die, me or you. All right? I think we all understand that. I, and I, I think we can all understand that Freddy Krueger's kills were done in self-defense as yeah. well. Like, he didn't want to get burned again. <laughs> listen, those parents locked him in his apartment burned him alive and then he said you know what i'm taking out your kids and maybe <laughs> just maybe that was the right thing to do i don't know sometimes they say no matter how thin a coin is it does have two sides the next person <laughs> on our list <laughs> is uh hope van dyne aka wasp coming in with a whopping 12 kills all right 12 plus we actually don't know 12 is what we can confirm but she may have some other ones out there so she's she's a pretty she's at the top end of the kruger scale she killed 12 of thanos's soldiers in endgame we think probably more most of those uh, occurred during the female charge you know ladies oh night, yeah, yeah yeah ladies yeah. night as i problematically call it uh and i'm sure <laughs> to take shit for it uh next hope van dyne's boyfriend scott lang who uh, has killed 14, at least 14 people. Major kills okay. for him include Darren Cross, a.k.a. Yellow Jacket and Ant-Man. Man, that yeah. guy loves to die in things. Corey Stoll is very good at dying in on, uh, in movies and TV shows. He's like the American Sean Bean. Is he American? Yeah. If he is, he's the American Sean Bean. You heard it here first. Stoll is the <laughs> new Bean. Ant-Man also killed Call Obsidian and at least 10 Outriders that he stepped on when he was Giant Man and also two Leviathans. Oh, so like when uh, when Spider-Man gave him the assist, he webbed back yes. Call Obsidian and then Ant-Man stomped on him. Did he even realize what he was stepping on? Because Spider-Man just pulled him there last second. I mean, if the those count as kills. I accidentally killed a bag of peanuts from Southwest Airlines last <laughs> night by stepping on it in my room that I haven't cleaned in three years. All right. So that is the end of our Freddy Krueger tier. I'm very excited to move on to the next tier. This is actually a horror movie I am familiar with. I did watch the uh, first one of these movies. This is the Jigsaw tier. Jigsaw is a oh. game-playing psychopath. He basically made escape rooms before they were cool. And he made them... <laughs> yeah. Oh, microphone down. He made escape rooms before they were cool, and he put a little twist on it. Instead of just leaving and going getting frozen yogurt, uh, most of the people died. And then, like, one person would get out. <laughs> hey, you know, some of these escape rooms people might be dying in. We'll yeah. never know. Well, I mean, certainly they could get COVID and die 14 days later without knowing. If they keep going out without masks, guys, <laughs> if you just keep doing escape rooms, I can't help you. All right, so the inaugural member of the Jigsaw class is our good friend, our favorite web-slinging teen, Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man, who has 20-plus kills under his belt. He Whoa, will be tried as on. an adult. Peter Parker... Who did he kill? Well, he used his Iron Spider instant kill mode to use the uh, robot arms and stab all those Outriders in Endgame. Now, I know what you're saying. Outriders, do we feel an emotional connection? No, but these were presumably, no. you know, living entities that had lives. Lives uh -huh. and wives and husbands, and maybe they were going to a water park on their planet, and that's all canceled now. <laughs> 
because Peter Parker went mayhem on them. Pete, you will be tried as an adult. And then maybe he should also get some partial credit for the ricochet bullet that hit Quentin Beck. Yes. We don't know if Quentin Beck is for sure dead. That's There's right. all these conspiracy theories he could still be alive. Sure. But if he is dead, uh, you know, Peter might get a manslaughter charge on that. Peter's good. Yeah, we're going to hang a manslaughter on him as well for that. Thank you. That's an excellent <laughs> point. All uh, right, next on our list is Falcon. Okay, Falcon has 25 plus kills. Not really a surprise for a government agent, right? He's killed Hydra agents. He's killed guys in Crossbones gang. Outriders in Infinity War and Outriders in Endgame. Yeah, plus like all the missions that he flew before he met uh, Steve Rogers. Like presumably yes. the guy has has taken lives. I should yeah. mention, yeah, these are the kills that we can confirm in MCU movies, okay? These are not right. like, you know, don't come at me about some comic book from 25 years ago where Falcon knocked out a bus of, uh, of uh, terrorists off a cliff or something like that. I don't care about that. I'm a visual learner. If I can't see it in beautiful 60-inch HD on my TV screen, then it doesn't matter to me, guys, okay? I own my own car. I own two sets of be- <laughs> two sets, two sets of bed sheets. I own a mattress that uh, Eric Voss gave me for a very cheap price. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm happy to help you get some some better sleep. The least I could do. And I think uh, Falcon probably gets some bonus points in this category for the way he killed people, especially yes. in game final battle. Using those wings to be like, yeah, mother- Yes. And just stabbing him with the wings. That was that was great. Yeah, stylish. I mean, he's killed with machine guns, wings. Oh, yeah. He's used drones. This guy is a very... Jigsaw would be honored to have him in this category because of the creative ways that he kills. Now, the next person in yes. this category is my personal... He's in my top three MCU characters in general. And this is a, 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 a thing you would normally associate with life-giving, life-saving. Trees are our hmm. friends. And yet... Groot has uh. killed at least 31 people or living things in the MCU. And he uses things like, I don't know, impaling people with his branches. Low-level malice. Good Lord. Like, he's a, he's a true menace. This man, he kills. He kills when he has to. I'm sure there's some strangulation. Yeah, yeah. People have been choked. People have been, like, poked through. People have been, like, uh, dragged down and body slammed. Their necks snapped. Yeah, he's he's vicious. He does the he does the, the barbecue. This He does the kebab. He makes, a, he makes outrider kebabs. He loves it. That's, like, his big thing. Okay, next person on this list. This actually surprised me that she was so low. I would have thought she went way up on the list. Uh, Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, with 32 on-screen kills. And I'm going to say somewhere between 40 and 50,000 off-screen kills. Like, I'm saying this is what the filmmakers and creative forces at Marvel were like, we can't show all the people that she's killed because it would just be horrific with all of the Red Room training that she's had. She's probably killed people in just horrific ways. So she's killed soldiers. Justin Hammer's guards. Chitauri. uh, She's killed Hydra agents, outriders, dozens of unknown other victims. Are they victims or are they casualties of war? I don't know. And uh, yeah, yeah, she's got a lot of blood on her hands. Uh, She shoots people at close range. She shoots people execution style. She breaks people's necks. She kills people with her bare hands. This is a violent, violent woman. And I have a feeling this count is going to go way up in the Black Widow movie when it comes out. Yeah, for sure. Like, and there's that whole like thing that Loki hinted at in Avengers where he's like Sao Paulo, Mm -hmm. the hospital, Drakov's daughter. And now there's a character who might be named Drakov in the Black Widow movie. What did she do to his daughter? Right up your hair. We're gonna find out. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. That number's gonna go way up. Speaking of numbers that are probably way lower just for the on-camera, but but, uh, element of it, but are way higher if we count off-screen, We've got our final member of our Jigsaw category is Drax the Destroyer with uh, Mm. only 33 
confirmed kills maybe a few more in the battle scenes that we don't we can't quite confirm were his kills okay. most of them are done very drac style very dry very minimalist hand-to-hand combat with his knives so this guy does everything subdued right he's very, he's like the most mellow murderer of all time it's like just a quick zip with dave Batista's massive frame i mean i don't know i'd let him slice me up yeah. any day right Come on. Yeah, I think the way they got to that number was like you have maybe a dozen on screen or ten or a dozen on screen. Yeah. Yeah. But like it's implied this guy's killed countless numbers. Like yeah. there was that number on the screen where he said he had 22 counts of murder. Yeah. But that's also just like what they charged him with. Right. Like he could have killed that's or it could have right. been a yes. fight or something. Yes. So that's like 33 I see where they got the number. But it, it, mm-hmm. yeah, like like Blackwood, it's probably higher. Agreed. All right. So now we're moving into our third tier. These are the, you know, know middleweight champions of the world of mayhem and murder these are these are your killers these are guys that definitely love to kill but they haven't quite taken it to the elite level yet this is our hannibal lecter category hannibal the cannibal (laughs) very scary movie i watched silence of the lambs when it came out and i will show you my viewing experience for that movie was this this and then occasionally thumbs in the ears so I could not see or hear anything from it. That movie played from start to finish and I probably watched the screen for less than five minutes of it. So technically I saw it, but I couldn't tell you much about it. Silence of the Lambs should be way more boring than it is, but like, man, that final act in the basement, yeah, I still watch it. I know exactly what's gonna happen and it still freaks me out. That ironically is like the one part that I remember watching was the black, uh, the night vision glasses part where it's totally Uh dark. Terrifying. All right. So anyway, our first member of the Hannibal Lecter tier is none other than, in my opinion, the uh, villain of Avengers Infinity War, Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord, with 53-plus confirmed kills using his blaster, blowing up an entire ship, killing his father, Ego, and, of course, his dancing moves that (laughs) destroyed Ronan the Accuser, in my opinion. He certainly humiliated him to death, and he killed the club that night, for sure. Probably most disturbing kill would be crushing his father's face. That would probably be, you know, uh, what I would... Most people would consider a tough day for any family. Yeah, Yeah. that's a tough day. You know, and I can see why the numbers might just be higher for Peter Quill, because he's like a pirate. They just will kill people for fun. Yeah, They pile up those bodies everywhere, whereas Drax is just on his path of vengeance. Yes, Like, Drax may just go after one person and then get caught for it, whereas those Ravagers will get away from whatever the scene of the crime is and go off and kill again and again and again. Now, uh, coming up next is another one of these characters that these, again, are the kills that we have on screen because i am sure sure that there are more than these and we do some of these aren't just mentioned on screen kills i should mention uh eric you did a good job of, of bringing up that drax he was being charged with those murders so we know those happen uh bucky barnes winter soldier has two dozen assassinations over 50 years is mentioned in a film so we know that those so he's 24 mm-hmm. kills uh his total though is 77 and i feel like it's probably way higher than that he's got 50 kills through infinity war and then he had three more in endgame plus uh two stark parents and i mean this is a tough one because do you count the kills uh when bucky barnes was in charge of his brain and when he was uh also under mind control are there all is it the sum of all of the parts or is this a separate thing for now i think we're going to include them all so 77 pretty elite 77 kills we're starting to get some real numbers here and i think we're right to include them all because bucky certainly does he had that line in civil war where he goes i remember all of them yeah so like it's he has to carry that guilt with him everywhere he goes so we should hold him to it i think so too if there's one thing i've learned in life it's that when people feel remorse you should continue to make them feel guilty forever (laughs) uh yep 
That's just the American way. Now, people are going to interpret that as my, like, anti-cancel culture <laughs> message, and that's really not that. That was just me filling time with words. Uh, anyway, next on this list, the, the man who launched maybe the most successful app uh, in all of smartphones, Jeremy Renner, a.k.a. Hawkeye, with a stunning 89 kills, at least. And Ooh. we know when he was Ronan, it's anyone's guess how many people he killed, right? I mean, oh, he was, right, we, yeah. we, we got a little glimpse of it when he was taking out the Yakuza, but, like, they had mentioned that he killed a bunch of cartel members. There's all the Chitari. We still don't know how what happened in Budapest. Remember different by both Black Widow and Hawkeye. I mean, that could have just been nothing but murder. Or it was a nice night in a casino. I don't know. We don't know why they remember it differently. Next, very lethal character who... I'm surprised he has this many kills because I, I would think the isolation element of his character would keep him from having this much, but I guess he's just so lethal in battle. Black Panther has 110 on on Whoa. screen kills he had 94 pre endgame you know he he had foiled a bunch of like uh, militants yeah uh he like all those nigerian militants yeah, where yeah. He, where he saved those women uh and there had probably been a bunch of missions like that sure. and like there's like prelude comics that talk about like the different things he did and he probably did have to take a lot of lives in his position but yeah i will say like also like whenever he releases that shockwave in the end game because i've rewatched that in-game final battle yeah. That shockwave takes out like a dozen each time yeah. that happens. So yeah. like you can imagine this number is probably way higher. But he's uh, he's yeah. royalty, so he'll get it swept under the rug. It'll never uh, see. He'll never understand. <laughs> Next up, uh -huh. uh, not shocking that this person is on this list. His name is literally War Machine, James Rhodes. <laughs> if a character named War Machine didn't have a lot of kills, I'd be pretty concerned. So penultimate member of the Hannibal Lecter tier is, is James Rhodey Rhodes with 115 kills. He's flown so many missions. It's probably more than that, but this is what we can confirm. Yeah, uh, He uses the obviously the Iron Man suit, the War Machine suit, that has all of those guns and rockets and stuff. So he, uh, he has used both himself physically in the suit and the suit as a drone to kill. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of his numbers get piled up specifically during the Battle of Wakanda in Infinity War, yes. where at some point those gates spill open and yes. he just like bombs the crap out of it. And like scores and scores of them are taken yes. out just in those couple minutes. And that brings us to our final member of the Hannibal Lecter tier. <laughs> and this is someone who I feel like very much like Star-Lord, like this character probably has killed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that we don't even know about that is rocket raccoon who like seemingly has very little emotional attachment to any living thing so other than uh -huh. Gro groot and then i mean kind of uh, nebula so he has 120 on-screen kills at least we don't know how many of his gunshots are actually fatal so we can only speculate uh, sure. the person goes down also he's very consistent he kills with his guns so it's either That's the right. guns in his it. hands yeah. or the guns he's controlling on his spaceship. Uh -huh. Probably his best moment of killing was him and Bucky taking out people in End or in Infinity War when they were uh, when they were doing the team up shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a nice moment. Every time he's done one of those team team ups, whether it's with Bucky or whether it's with Groot, he's the one spraying people with bullets. They're just kind of like spinning and i yeah. guess bucky has his gun too right. but like rockets just like yes. going nuts spraying spraying bullets as they say spraying and that brings us to pretty close to the best of the best our second to last category and this category is named after my favorite sketch comedian and uh pretty awful big brother michael myers yeah baby he oh. is uh He's not expecting any invitations to the family reunion, that's for sure. I had to watch Halloween uh, in a film study class in college, uh, true story. I skipped 
the actual in-person class where we had to watch it and elected to watch the original Halloween on DVD where I could again assume my Hannibal Lecter Silence of the Lambs pose. So again, yeah. Michael Myers is someone I'm familiar with from pop culture references, but I can't say I've seen a lot of his work up close and personal. Do I make you horny, baby? Yeah! The first member of the Michael Myers tier is Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch. Uh, first thing she killed was that accent, huh? In Ultron? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> killed it! You're a madman. You took everything from me. And then the Russo brothers uh, bye -bye. killed it permanently. Uh, she has killed <laughs> at least 129 people with magical wow. energy blasts. And uh, we would say she's almost artistic, much like Michael Myers in the way that she kills. There's almost a elegance to the uh, the murders. You know, she creates... I'm, I, I may be trying to think of like all the... Okay, so if we count the uh, deaths in Disease Center, right? Yes. Uh, she killed crossbones in this like awful hey so there's all that collateral damage but then like i think we forget her and quicksilver before joining the avengers mm -hmm. were working for hydra yes. probably killing lots of people yes. so it makes sense that it's that height she's a war criminal she was working for like evil terrorists mm -hmm. so yeah she probably didn't give a crap who she killed yeah she's a killing machine she killed proxima midnight as well <laughs> all those carrie coon fans were devastated <laughs> that's really gross Let's see here. Uh, next on this list, uh, wow, a man who represents the American way better than anyone I know. Steve Rogers, Captain America, with 153 red, white, and blue straight-up <laughs> homicides. He's killed Nazis. He's killed... That's not homicide. If they're Nazis, it's not... You know well, what? I guess technically it's homicide. Hey, legals. But, like, we should, you know, it, it was good. <laughs> if you kill Nazis, that's homicide because I approve. Each and every man under my command owes me 100 Nazi scalps. Yes, sir! Uh... <laughs> And he's killed Hydra. Same as Nazis, in my opinion. Hydra, what's a, that's just a safe word for Nazi. It's like, you know, I, so I approve of that as well. That's also a Tomicide. Chitaris, don't know them well enough to really sign off on those kills uh, other than they were attacking New York City. And nobody messes with New York City. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Uh, I'm not from there. I'm from New York, but very far away. Almost Canada. Uh, and then he killed some Outriders in Infinity War and Endgame. And again, we don't have the same maybe vitriol for those kills kills but they are kills nonetheless and let's just paint a picture for you of how captain america has killed throwing people off buildings blowing them up hitting them on the head with his devastatingly heavy shield throwing someone out of an airplane so what we do know is that captain america doesn't think like i i do have to kill this person but i don't have to do it dramatically he instead says i will hurl this person from a high height <laughs> make them suffer for a few more seconds before they die Probably the most devastating way from brutal impact with solid earth. And you know what? You gotta you gotta consider that this guy's been around for like, you know, decades and decades and decades. Yes, he's frozen and nice, but he fought in World War II. That's right. Like he was killing Nazis, killing Heights. Like yeah. that already, some of any of his numbers was just because he was a super soldier in one of the deadliest wars in yes. human history. But also there's just like all kinds of crazy kills happening. There's that one Hydra soldier who got chopped up in the propeller blades yes. <laughs> in the first cat yes. movie. Yeah, this guy's got a lot of blood on him. I, I always say the only good Nazi is a Nazi falling from their death at the hands of Captain America. So it's not enough that they're dead. <laughs> Cap has to be the one to do it. That's right. <laughs> Let's see here. The next person, Bruce Banner, which again, as the Incredible Hulk, those are certainly murders that he doesn't, Bruce Banner has no control over. So, yeah. right. Or very little control, at least. Let's see. He's killed soldiers. Unfortunately, he's taken out a few civilians. He's killed numerous Chitauri, gladiators, outriders. 
Uh, and we're just going to throw, I think we said 186. We're throwing in 100 just because it's impossible to truly know how many people yeah. Hulk has killed. Uh, because as he says, Hulk smash. Yeah, there's periods where he blacked out and he didn't know how he get from got from A to B. So like, we have to assume when we see him on camera, if he's smashing, when we don't see him on camera, he's still smashing. I don't think Hulk chills is his catchphrase when the camera yells cut. <laughs> no, so next not. we've got Gamora. Good morning, Gamora. 200 kills. Only a handful on screen, but she had a long rap sheet. And, I mean, she was a child mm. of Thanos. So if we're counting all those half of populations being called, she's got to pass as a war criminal. Yeah, absolutely. She had that, uh, in, in Guardians of the Galaxy, their prisoner jumpsuits had those barcodes yeah. on their pant legs. Right. And, like, hers was by far longer than the other Guardians. Maybe four times as long. So if right. you use the numbers that we had for Drax and Peter Quill, yes. yeah, you quadruple it for sure. So 200 for Gamora. Plus, who knows how many of the other Gamoras killed? <laughs> We're going to have to do that math in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I, yeah, and I don't know if we have Nebula on this list because we don't really... I guess she's an Avenger for sure, but her number is probably right up there with Gamora, yes, right? Because yeah. all the people that they helped Thanos kill, yeah. I would imagine Nebula is probably just a little less than Gamora yes. just to piss off Nebula. So uh, Nebula is probably up there in the in the 190 range. Yeah, Neb Nebula is at 199, and every time she almost gets catches up, Gamora kills that person instead. <laughs> so the final member of the, yeah, baby, Michael Myers tier of killers, uh... It's Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, a.k.a. the love of my life, Brie Larson, uh, who has 500-plus kills, 38 Kree and Skrulls in Captain Marvel, which is just an absolute stat number for your own movie. Hundreds on Thanos' ship, as well as dozens of kills as a Kree super soldier. You could argue, despite her thinking of herself as a, like, universe uh, peacekeeper, universal peacekeeper, she actually kind of skews towards war criminal and the you know acting as a kree operative obviously we know in captain marvel the kree use all elements of mental manipulation to make her think that she is fighting on the side of good and she only truly learns the the reality of the situation at the end of the movie and that's you know it's hard to blame someone for thinking they're doing something for for a good cause right. when they're really not so i and i think the big numbers for her come from that moment in game where she just smashed through thanos's ship right that's like their death star in that moment right. and like I, I remember, I, I looked this up at one point. If you compare that to like a US aircraft carrier, those have several thousand people on it, 2,300 crew for mm -hmm. you know the average carrier. Mm -hmm. Now, you could argue Thanos maybe took everybody who's working on that ship and put them on the ground level because it was like ultimate stakes. You can't spare any soldier. And maybe sure. it's a more efficient ship than like our Earth ships are and it could run with a crew of 12. But sure. like, you can imagine there's at least a couple hundred on that ship alone when she blew it up. So, uh, Killing Machine Carol Danvers. Now, this is our final category. These are our top two murdering MFers in the MCU in what I like to call the Jason Voorhees category. If you look, someone actually made a list on the internet. They went through all of these, all the seminal horror movies, Child's Play, Saw, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Friday the 13th, and Halloween movies. Jason Voorhees has the most on-camera kills of any of the big uh, killers, which was wow. a surprise to me. I would have thought Freddy, but Freddy, for some reason, his numbers for sure. Low. This might be a great new rock stars video for us to make, where we fact check <laughs> that and go after them. Yeah. So, Philip, if you're listening, oh, he's listening. He's always watching too. Jason Voorhees. This is the grand day. This is the Super Bowl. Our runner up, our second most prolific killer in the MCU is I Love You Three Thousand, 
Tony Stark Iron Man with 872 at least kills. He had 351 wow. pre-endgame. Then he took out 16 Outriders plus Thanos, which should count as a million kills, really. Yeah. And then three of the Black Order plus 500 remaining soldiers because he snapped his fingers and they turned to dust and of course himself so that 500 for, for sure an estimation but we gotta imagine a lot of thanos's army was already taken out when he rained fire from his ship yep. he killed a lot of his own forces That's right. and i don't think it was more than a thousand to begin with right so if you just assume that took out at least half there's probably about 500 left in the ships the leviathans the ones on the ground mm -hmm. seemed there was at least around 500 there. yes and even if you take those numbers and beef them up a little bit, he's not coming close to the all-time champion, Mr. Murder, the granddaddy of them all, the greatest murdering force in all of Marvel Cinematic Universe, Odin's son, Thor. Thor? Thor. Yeah. With 3,363 at least kills so just going through it in in the first thor movie he battles the frost giants so we see all these other battles in thor the dark world he's in anaheim anaheim it's not anaheim yeah it's not anaheim. he's, <laughs> he's, out in, at he's in buena vista at the pirates dinner theater show then he goes to portillo's <laughs> for a hot dog yeah then he checks out an yeah. angels game anaheim's a good time yeah. but you uh you also gotta count all the dark elves that he fought all the soldiers down in the in the crypts of Asgard. Yeah, yeah then we get to a ton in Ragnarok. He right. piles them up in yes. Ragnarok. He goes on a murdering spree. Then we have to remember the simple quote that he said, I've lived 1,500 years and I've killed twice as many as that. Now, oh, yeah. how do we, I mean, let's take him at face value. Thor's not a liar. You know, he's he's certainly, uh, he certainly is uh, confident, but I wouldn't say he's the type of person that feels the need to exaggerate. So that's 3,000 right there, right? And that's not the I yeah, love you 3,000. That's I kill you 3,000. Yeah, and think about it. Like, that's just two per year. Yeah. We've seen him kill two per second. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no like, kidding. that makes sense. Two per it year. Adds up. Two per year. That's a slow year for him, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and I don't think he took a lot of years off. You know, I don't think he had, like, you know, no. long periods of no murder. So, yeah, that's by right. the way, I want to mention it's Buena Park, not Buena Vista in Anaheim. So don't. Oh, uh, Buena Vista. Me. That's the street it. in Burbank. Buena Vista know, is, the, uh, is the name that Disney called their studio before they became disney studios That's anyway true. a little hollywood knowledge for you guys okay <laughs> oh boy <laughs> oh the industry's crashing right now uh so that's it his <laughs> thor we can all agree probably his number one kill was when he decapitated thanos with stormbreaker that was uh certainly for me the most poignant murder of all of the uh kills that thor has on screen and it was the closest to like a true axe murderer style like tony snapped his fingers and threw some cosmic divine process just yeah. caused people to erase from existence yeah. whereas Thor just picked up an axe and lobbed yep. off a character's yep. head and it thudded to the ground and rolled yep. like we were in the 14th century it yes. turned uh it turned into Game of Thrones suddenly because yeah. of this crazy axe murderer <laughs>
that was the murder that would make Jason Voorhees proud, for sure. So, Thor, <laughs> yeah. put on the hockey mask, buddy. You're the craziest psychopath in all the MCU. So that's it. Well, before we continue, we want to thank some people who helped us make this show. Uh, starting with our friends ExpressVPN, who helped sponsor this episode. Thank you, guys. Now, all of you watching, you know about the Steve Carell version of The Office. You probably also know about the Ricky Gervais version of The Office that it was based on. But did you know that there are nine other countries with their own versions of The Office that you have never seen? Because I didn't. I had no idea. I thought there was like one or two other ones, but they're everywhere. The reason you don't know about them is because they're probably not available in your country because of these stupid like telecom rules. They're different in each country because we don't have our globalist world government yet. We're on our way, we're getting there. Can't wait. But in the meantime, you can access content available around the world with no geo restrictions when you use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want those sites to think you're located. You can choose from nearly a hundred different countries giving you access to content that isn't available in your region. So if you like watching shows or movies, ExpressVPN is a must have. For less than $7 a month, ExpressVPN lets you access thousands of new shows and movies on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, tons of other streaming services. It's a no brainer. And it couldn't be easier to use. Just fire up ExpressVPN on your app or computer or TV, select a location, hit connect. ExpressVPN is also incredibly fast. Doesn't slow down my connection at all. I can stream other content, HD quality, no issues at all. So get the most out of your streaming services today at expressvpn.com slash big Q. And if you use my link, you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash big Q, expressvpn.com slash big Q to learn more. Woo! Now we also want to thank our friends at Bespoke Post for helping sponsor. Now, if you're anything like me, you're getting a lot out of uh, deliveries and mail right now, but most of that, you know, it isn't much fun. It's uh, bills and coupons, paper towels. I need to mop up the salsa. I can't stop dripping all over my apartment. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. But once a month, I have a reason to be stoked, and that's because of my box of awesome from Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. And no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered from style, grooming goods, barware, cooking tools, outdoor gear. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave. With a box of awesome. Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. I got the Coast Box, which came with a great summery linen shirt and a waterproof beach wallet. I haven't used any of it, uh, you know, at the beach yet, but I can confirm that at some point. Uh, I will go to the beach, and I can also confirm that that wallet is salsa proof. That's huge, <laughs> yes. Big deal. And they've got a new box called Terra Ooh. that comes with this really cool Japanese utility knife, all natural soap, a bird collar. I gotta get that box. Give me that box. Ah! Ultimus, <laughs> assemble. Fly me, fly me. <laughs> so to get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. And they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box only costs 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear in it. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code BIGQUESTION at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code BIGQUESTION for 20 off your first box. Nice. Nice. I'm excited. Well, now we're going to move on to some bite-sized questions that I'm going to answer. Yeah, yum. Delicious. Uh -huh. Would you like me to read the questions to you, Eric, or would you like... Oh, please, because I don't know what they are. Ah, uh, yes, Eric. Well, I'm going to throw the bite-sized at you this week. I hope you're hungry. Civilian on our Discord asks, can you exit hey. the Matrix via cell phone? And if not, how will the lack of landlines affect the new Matrix movie if it does indeed <laughs> take place 
in uh, current time? That is a great question. That is a very good question. So yeah, human hackers do require hard lines to hack into the matrix because, you know, those hard lines are, are wired into the city infrastructure in, uh, back in the late 90s and early 2000s. That's, you know, how most cities and, and buildings were wired because that's how they, the grid, you know, in, in the Wachowski's vision of this universe, the grid is basically assembled by the matrix's uh, computer algorithm. So that's how they hack in is through that grid. But the weird thing about cell phone signals, and they do use cell phones in the original Matrix, they're encrypted. They're only accessible between the caller and the receiver. Like, sure, authorities can monitor cell phone use in all kinds of scary ways. They can use your smartphones to track you via GPS services and apps. They can determine how long you're on the phone with someone and who you're calling. They just, they don't always know exactly what you're saying in that phone call, but at that point, they already know plenty about you and, right. and what you're doing. Yeah, but that's why they, they make short phone calls with each other um, while they're on the move in the Matrix. So I wonder if that whole idea of your of your cell phones following you and listening to you, that might be like part of the Matrix 4 plot. Mm. Like, that's a really cool, like technology, communication technology has revolutionized since the late 90s. And that would be really cool if like Matrix 4 justifies that in the modern era. They're like, the reason why we don't have phone booths everywhere anymore or pe fewer people are in landlines, that's like the Matrix like updating itself, being like, okay, well, we're just, we're not gonna have these holes anymore. We're gonna plug all the holes and now everyone's just gonna use their smartphones or whatever to talk to each other. because now more and more people are having smartphones and maybe that's why, is the Matrix planet this way? Mm. Huh? I, that's that's my guess. So you are right. I, I don't think people will hack into the Matrix with their phones, unless maybe they like apparate next to a um, an internet router mm. or something like that, because the internet router is still plugged in to the grid in a way, even though that, that doesn't make any more sense than just showing up next to like a, a phone booth. But uh, I, I do think that it's gonna be harder for anyone if they do set it in the modern era to, and I think that's an interesting challenge for the hackers to have to find these few landlines that still exist. Nice, no further questions. <laughs> uh, let's see, all right, <laughs> moving on. Also from Discord, our friend Jaymer, Jaymeray, Jamer asks, could Peter incorporate Edith's capabilities slash AI with his suits? And if so, is he just gonna forget about Karen? Come on, who could forget about Karen? I don't know, Tommy. I think we should kind of forget about the Karens these days because I'm kind of ready to move on from yeah, the Karens. That's true. How about you? You being a bitch is going to help? Well, uh, to answer your question, Peter's suits do already have most of the capabilities that Edith gave him. Like, you know, in Homecoming, that suit gave him access to a criminal database. He has, you know, X-ray vision kind of, or heat signatures, surveillance modes. But the difference, from what I could tell, appears to be access to these drones and control over the drones from the satellite. But also, uh, like, a few steps forward and mirroring people's real-time smartphone use. Like, you could see what they were texting, mm -hmm. even before the text was sent. They could just, like, read what was their writing into their phones. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think Karen's uh, AI could do that. <laughs> but I think the real benefit of those sunglasses is that you can wear them around whenever you want and discreetly access all this stuff without having to put on your suit. Mm. Like that was the big reason Tony had them in Infinity War is he didn't have to suit up in his Iron Man suit. He could just like already do a lot of what he needed to do just by 
walking around. I mean, he wasn't trying to hide himself, whereas Peter Parker is. He's like a teenager who's on a you know school trip, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to have to like suit up in order to access the stuff. Right. So for sure, to answer your question, Peter could incorporate Edith's OS into any new suit he has. I'm going from this from an emotional point of view. Like he could keep, he could bring back Karen's voice, but like Karen was there in 10th grade. You know, Karen was his 10th grade friend who kept right. giving him advice on his crush on Liz. And now Peter's moved on to a new girl. Yeah. So like, I don't know if you would want that friend to be like, so how's Liz doing? It's like, I'm not with Liz yeah. anymore. Stop You don't remember, you know. Her name's MJ. So I would uh, expect maybe even in the third movie, he doesn't even use Edith. He has like a new AI. Yeah. Or personally, I would prefer if he doesn't have any AI. Like I want to see Peter Parker in a true situation where like, he can't really use his suit, mm. or he's like, you know, cause he's been outed, what if his suit and his tech gets confiscated yep. and he has to like work through that? Rather than, cause you know, we, we've had some fun with Tony Stark. If you wanna make a new Tony Stark surrogate, you can, there's plenty of characters and ways you can do that. Let's let Peter Parker be Peter Parker. Yep, I love a uh, analog Spider-Man story. Where yeah, absolutely, that's what he should be, yeah. All right, finally, Dark Knight fan on Twitter. Great name, and I'm a fan as well. You're the one. <laughs> In Ant-Man. When Scott Lang is trapped in Darren Cross's trap, why couldn't he just get bigger to escape? Hmm. Because that screenplay was poorly written. Yeah. No, it wasn't poorly written. Oh. Adam McKay is, is an Oscar-winning screenwriter. He's a far better screenwriter than I'll be in my life. Okay, so I did rewatch the scene. There is a moment where Scott tries to smash like his tiny body through that glass. Yep. It's never really said what the properties of this container is, but he bounces off that glass. I think that moment is Scott realizing that this came, container must be like reinforced. He's trying out its uh, structural integrity. And in that moment he realizes, oh, I can't just get bigger and blow out of this thing and my thinking is that maybe darren cross designed this container because he's he's testing shrinking in it right like so maybe he wants it to be able to contain anything that might accidentally resize chaotically and it just like blocks that Mm -hmm. from happening but what darren cross doesn't know about are these pim discs like darren cross knows about the ant-man suit i don't know how much he knows about the discs Mm. those are a separate accessory that hank pym kind of like uses secretly when he wants to shrink his car or carry a tank on his keychain. They're a bit sneakier. So that's what Scott uses in that moment. He takes out a couple of those discs and he throws them on the glass plating, making the the plating, that structure, like bulletproof, whatever it is, so big that it blows up the container so that he can quickly out, you know, grow out of it. Um, And really, it should have killed him. Like most of the things in, the, in this yeah. movie, should have killed him. There's all kinds of problems with this scene. And really, I think the issue is, is we just never got a good sense of what the stakes of his capture were. We just mm. saw him and we just assumed that he couldn't grow out of it. But there's there's a lot of that in that movie. It's as Otto Octavius says to Peter Parker, brilliant, but lazy. Mm. Um, and that's why it, it ranks so low for me on my list. I think it's super funny. It just like, yeah. they could have uh, done a bit more to explain this shit, but they didn't. It's a lot of funny little parts in it, but uh, as a whole movie, it's not it's not one of my not one of my faves. All right, we have time for one final question from the box of scraps. Yes. We're going to get personal here. No. All right, our question this week is, what is the most inappropriate moment you could not control your laughter? Uh, I have two. I'm trying to decide. I think the most inappropriate, though, for me was after uh, this is going to sound really sad, and it is a little sad, but it, it ends very funny. Uh, my, my grandmother remarried after my grandfather passed away, this really nice guy named Bill. And they were married for about, I want to say, maybe 10 years. And then Bill passed away, which is very sad. Uh, so there was a funeral. 
we went to the funeral and i've come from a huge family so i have like like 35 cousins on each side so there it was a lot of kids at this funeral two of my cousins alec and pat were very little and they just were little kids in church which is always a recipe for disaster so the eulogy is occurring and all of a sudden they start going this is when wrestling was very popular open up a can of whoop ass and that's the bottom line open up a can of whoop ass and right as this guy's being eulogized and then later on they started randomly singing that song war huh good god y'all what is it good for so we're all we're all you know like my dad is sitting next to my grandmother who just lost her husband and we're all like i can remember like digging our hands into our legs to try not to laugh as these little kids are just yelling out open up a can of whoop ass in the middle of this funeral to say that it was inappropriate is an understatement and to say that we were laughing uncontrollably would be accurate so that's mine uh you know mine is uh very similar it was also a, a laughing at a funeral so when i was a kid i was you know i grew up catholic and i was an altar server me as well me as well oh yeah so you know how it is and so when you're an altar server you are put on the schedule you put on the rotation you go up like every other sunday or something like that but if you're really good at it they they ask you to come and altar serve funerals which are a bit harder there's more things to remember and they'll slip you five afterwards. So it's great. You can make a little bit of money. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes they'll have to take you out of school. And it's because it's a delicate thing. They don't want, like, idiot kids right. messing it up. Right, so right. they... So they get they get the good ones, yes. uh, and you get you get a little money on the side. So uh, there was I did it all the time, and then me and my friends we would just like screw with each other and try to make each other laugh mm-hmm. during it. But we had to be really careful because the way our church was laid out, we were we're right next to the family in the front row, and they're always like going through such a difficult time. Right. So we're just like little asshole eleven year olds who are doing this uh, while trying to be respectful, but not at all. And then there's this new kid on it, and there was a, a girl that I had a crush on named Portia, and my buddy was uh, was new, this is his first time, so he was like, I'm gonna get Eric, because I, I hear he does this. Sometimes he'd make fun of me for having a crush on Portia, because he said that she had a stink face, because she was always just like mad looking, but I thought she was cute. Uh, but I thought she was like mysterious and cute. And he's like, nah, she's always, She's like pissed off all the time. I don't get why you like her. So during the during the funeral, right in the middle of a very quiet moment, someone in the back of the church burps ah! real loud. God. And my buddy leans over to me and whispers in my ear and he goes, it was Portia. <laughs> <laughs> and I lost oh it. I couldn't. I couldn't. And fair. I was just like turning yeah. beet red. That's it was it was so cheap. I want to say like he probably used his five dollars to pay off someone to burp so he could do it. Right. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> oh but God, I lost funny. it yeah. and like oh it was real bad. The family did look over at me and they're like, why is he being such a like? I kept like holding, but they could tell that we were just goofing around. And I uh, I was not allowed to alter serve another funeral for a while because oh, I was a little wow. jerk. He got me good. Gotcha. He got me good. Portia. He got me. Portia! Why did you say um, that name? She saw dead people, and that's why she was always frowning. Oh, she was yeah. just looking around. Yeah, she was just one of these haunted kids. Yeah. 
Well, that is our show. So great to chat with you, Tommy. Great job ranking those deadly Avengers for Thank us. Thank you, Eric. A lot of good information there. That was a, that was a blast. And uh, so one of these days, I'm going to really commit to watching horror movies. So that'll be great. <laughs> now, a reminder to everyone watching that you can join our official Discord by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash newrockstars. You can get an audio version of the show by subscribing to New Rockstars Big Question, wherever you get your podcast. And you can send us your big questions on Twitter using the hashtag big question or by mailing us at our P.O. Box. You can follow me on Instagram at EA Voss. Follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold. And follow New Rockstars on socials and subscribe here on YouTube to get too much information on all the stuff you care about. Tommy, don't look behind you. Or watch out, Thor's coming up with his ass. Ah! Ah! Oh, my true head. <laughs>